0: Free. I was watching a video, and um, I can't remember the exact code, but basically, what it meant was that the 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 only thing that can happen to you, the only limit that we can have on our lives, is that which you have placed on yourself. Hello. So, in other words, if you want to be restrained, or if you want to be leashed, it is going to be you who put that leash on you. Hallelujah. And I, I want us to. Uh, understand what it means. Apart from this little story that I've shared, you probably understand what it is. But to be unleashed, as we're talking about, is to be unrestrained. Hello? Unrestrained. And other, other, other um, words that we could use for is to be released. Release. You are not bound. To be boundless. Hallelujah. To be untied. If you are unleashed, you are untied. Nothing holds you back so you can move forward. You can zoom into whatever God has placed in your life to do. Amen. Amen. To be unchained. To be unshackled. Hallelujah. To be emancipated. Hallelujah. And then to be discharged. And another phrase is to let go of. So if I say that you are unleashed, as we're talking about being unleashed, it means that we've been let go of you. Go out there. The the theme's main reason is that we have received a lot, you know, from years, some of you have become Christians since you were born. Some of you, 40 years, 20 years, 5 years, 3 years, 1 year, 6 months, whatever, has been always pouring in, receiving. But today... You are being unleashed this year. Hallelujah. You are being unbound, unchained, unfettered. I don't know if that that's how we say it, but President's wife, it's, <laughs> you have me. U-N-T-E-T-H-E-R. Unfettered. Oh, thank you. Hallelujah. You are unfettered. Amen. And then, let me see, I have a last one, you are set free, hallelujah. So today we are unleashed, and you may have been unleashed a long time, there has been times, going back to hope, the story, when hope did not know that the leash was on, I mean the leash was off, and still acted like there was leash on. Hope will still stand, not knowing. But then when you push him, and he felt that it was, oh, that's not leash, Hope will run. So you may have been on leash all these years, but did not know. And so you are still working as if you are leashed. Hallelujah. So when it comes to being on leash, you are set free to go out there and to do that which God wants you to do. Amen. And the church was careful not to just say preach. That is the first and foremost as we see in uh, readings to come, that is the first and foremost. Let's read from uh, the theme scripture: it says that First uh, uh, Peter chapter number two verse nine, which I think most of us can recite. Say, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, His own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So the first reason is to declare and witness the praises of him who called you. To witness about God's saving power, the joy that you have received in Christ. That is the first reason of your unleashing. And then everything else will follow, like your career, the things you love to do, and the joy that you have to express. All those things are there after your unleashing. So, But this is the basic essence of our unleashing. But I'm careful to also, uh, uh, the Lord drew my attention at least to the fact that some things are keeping us still leashed. though Christ has set us free, Though, though we are to live unleashed lives. We still are here and not living so because of some of the things that we have set ourselves to or perchance did not know. And one, as we have mentioned, is that we may not know. That you unleashed. The second one is that uh, word called unbelief. A lot of us don't believe. We do not have the belief that God has done what he said he has done for us. If you read in Matthew, let's read in Matthew chapter number uh, 17 and verse 20. So Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief, for assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will be moved. And nothing will be impossible for you. So the reason why you are not living as an unleashed Christian, as an unleashed believer it's your unbelief, your own limits that you placed on yourself. As for this one, it has to... It, as, this one there, yeah, I can do. But that one, it has to be presiding. This one there, yeah, I can do. This one, oh, presiding can't even... It has to be apostle. So you yourself have set limits. You have yourself set boundaries to what God can do with your life. And that, when that happens, you are living an unleashed life. Hallelujah. If we can take away the unbelief, then brethren... We are going to live like an unleashed people. And oh my goodness, the Lord has shown me when an unleashed person is living their full potential, how powerful that would be. But we are going to go more, and hopefully I can expose those to you. But if you are not living to your full potential, the first thing to remember is you probably don't know you are set free. It's probably because you have set yourself some restraints through first unbelief. The next one is sin. And presiding dwelt about sin last week, so I'm not going to dwell a lot on it. But sin can restrain us. In fact, the guilt of sin can bound a believer, can bind a believer to the extent that they become immobilized. They become broken. Oh, my goodness. I don't know about you, but if I, even now, if I make a mistake, if I sin, sometimes it is difficult for me to come back to God because I feel so guilty. Now, if you're a believer and you don't have the conscience that tells you that this thing you did was wrong, then there's something wrong. Hallelujah. Because the Holy Spirit will always convict you. Now, when the Holy Spirit convicts you, the first thing you do is to beg for forgiveness and move away from the sin. And then you come back. Hallelujah. But if you live in sin continuously, you can become so guilty conscious, so guilty of the sins you are doing to the extent that it paralyzes you. That was the word I was looking for. Hallelujah. You have legs, but you can walk. Hallelujah. You have eyes, but you can't see. Because you can't, you, you can't master courage in yourself to stand and say that I am this child of God. I can no, 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 you cannot. Why? Because you are scared. You, you are, the guilt of sin is breaking you down. It's putting a chain on you. So you are not unleashed yet. Hello. And so that is why some believers are still where they are, because of the guilt of sin. Hallelujah. Now the Lord encourages us to move up. In fact, in, in, in scripture says that if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you. So he doesn't encourage you to be like the Joshua's person that I thought I am. That makes me paralyzed and not even to move forward because I made a mistake. He encourages you to move from there and he accepts you. As a matter of fact, that is that is how Christian life is going to be? Because you cannot live on this earth here and not step on my toes. Hallelujah! You will definitely offend somebody. You will make a mistake one way or the other. But the Christian that is unleashed is able to move on from what happened and move on to the future. The Christian that is unleashed doesn't go back and say that, "Oh yeah, you know this thing I did, I can't, I can't stop, so I'm still going to wallow in it. Perchance sometime I can stop." That one you are not trying. Hello. You have restrained yourself, and the guilt can paralyze you. But the one that says that, oh, I think this is wrong. I'm not going to be able to do this anymore. I'm a child of God. I'm going to seek help. If, if, even, if you, if, even if you need people to encourage you, even if you need prayer to be said for you, whatever it takes, I'm going to try and move out of this lifestyle. That is a person that is unleashed. And then when you do that, God forgives and forgets about the past. And after that, the guilt of sin goes away because you can say that I have been forgiven. Hallelujah. So that is one thing that makes us live an unleashed lives, A life that is not our full potential if sin is in our lives. But then again, I don't want to dwell too much on there. But our, our month this month... Uh, Scripture that by uh, a pastor put on a thing. Let's read it from Isaiah, Isaiah 60 and 1. <coughs> Isaiah 60 and verse 1 it's, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Oh, We used to sing a song. I don't know if you remember. I rise and shine for your light has come. Oh, I rise and shine for your light has come. Oh, the glory of the Lord is risen. The glory of the Lord has come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Hallelujah. Arise, believer. Arise, dear friend, dear sister, and shine, for your light has come. This is the time to live the unleashed life. But if you can do so, you got to arise from the, the pit-filled of, what? of sin, the shame of sin, the guilt of sin. Beloved, push it out and move forward, because God expects you to shine. Hallelujah. The Bible says that if the salt loses its taste, what shall it be useful for? Hallelujah. You are the salt of the year. Ah. You will be put on snow and ice, and people will be trampling on you like we do. Hallelujah. All you could be used for is so that people will not sleep for. Hallelujah. But salt should be put in food and tasted. Arise, beloved. It's time. This year, 2024, it's time to arise. Let's put back all those things that we used to do. Beloved, all it takes is determination. Hallelujah. Sometimes we don't determine enough. You know, you determine to do something, you know. Think about love. I know I know a little bit about love. Amen. I don't presiding you do. <laughs> Hello. If a man or woman falls in love. You know, a woman falls in love with a man. They will do everything to grab their attention. In fact, if they see some other man talking to them, they become angry. That is the point where you have to go. You know, you see sin coming, you become angry. Because, no, 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 I am for God. I got got to live for Christ. No more those old things. And trust me, if you determine, we are going to go forward, and you know who will help you. Hallelujah. But arise, dear friend, arise. Arise. Let's move out of the life of mediocrity where sin becomes our food into a, into, a, into a new wave of living where we can boldly say that we are righteous, not just because Scripture says that for the fact that we have accepted Christ, we are righteous. Not just that, but you too, you can say that me, I don't sin. Hello? You know, sometimes I, I, I encourage myself that every night before I go to bed, I pray that God forgive me of all the sins that I've done today. Sometimes you try to remember what that something and you don't see anything. That is where you have to go. So, oh, what did I do today? And not that you may not have made any mistakes, but you got to consciously, apart from the fact that righteousness has been imputed upon you, that one is everybody. But you got to consciously also try and make it happen, that you are marking it. Oh, I didn't do this. That's good. I wouldn't do that. That's good. Everybody is doing that. I don't do it. Hallelujah. Arise. Arise. And when you get to that point, you will be unleashed. Oh, people may look down upon you. They may think you amount to nothing. But when you come to the place where guilt of sin is gone, when you live a guilt-free life, you can tap into the presence of God and receive of him greatness. And people will look at you and be like, who is this girl? Who is this boy? Why does he or she talk like that? Because you are boldly walking into the presence. You carry that boldness. That guilt is gone. Hallelujah. It is hard time to live a guilt-free life. Hallelujah. Let's live a guilt-free life. Amen. Because if you don't, at some point, your conscience becomes dead. You know, the Holy Spirit prompts you, you change. Holy Spirit prompts you, you change. At some point, if you keep doing it, then it becomes... That, that's when some even some believers begin to defend sin. Like this one is normal. Like a minister saying that masturbation is correct. A, a minister thinks that they have done sin and, sin and sin and sin and sin and sin. And now they don't feel it when the Holy Spirit says it's no. Why? their guilty conscience is dead. They have sealed off. Rabbi actually says that their, their, their conscience has been smeared and sealed off. Don't go to that point because sin can make you reach there if you don't change. But arise, say your neighbor, arise. Oh, come on, say neighbor. Arise and shine for your light has come. Hallelujah. And be unleashed. Be unleashed. Hallelujah. So that you live with every sense of confidence. Don't let your confidence be overcome by evil. Amen. The next thing is, uh, let's read something from Hebrews chapter number two, three, verse twelve. Beware, brethren, lest there be any of you there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. In departing from the living God. Hallelujah. Now, we talked about unbelief being people who don't have faith, but this unbelief is people who have actually left the faith. Hallelujah. Some people sit in church and they are not Christians anymore, they just come because they have to come. Or they come because it's fashionable. Or they come because they are lonely. Or they come because their parents said so. Or they come because that's where they can show their clothes. Especially in this in this place, if you don't go to church, your clothes will be stuck in your clothes. Hallelujah. Amen. Where are you going? Nobody comes to you. What place is this? Somebody visited me, and he was thanking me that he visited me. I'm like, bro, I thank you for coming. (laughs) Nobody comes here especially where I live. Nobody will visit you. You won't see anybody. Everybody's uh, up and down. You know, the, the week starts, go, come, go, come, go, come, pick the kids, drive here, go pick this one, work, 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 work. And so if you don't take care, you come to church and that'll be your, your stress place. Let's go show the clothes and release some stress. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. That shouldn't be. So if you are here and that is your state, you are living here, but you're backslidden, Arise. Hallelujah. Come back to God because God wants you to be unleashed this year. He wants to set you for a purpose. So you will live for a reason, you will have a purpose this year, and then you will give God all that you have. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Matthew seventeen twenty. I think we already read that about the other unleashed. Now, how do we get unleashed? After saying those things that keep us from being unleashed, How do we get unleashed? And I'm not going to spend more time. Again, I said, I promised, But let's read from, well, the Holy Spirit, basically, is the one that sets us unleashed. Amen. And the first thing the Holy Ghost does is he gives us power over sin. Romans chapter number 8, let's read from verse 1 through 15. He sets us free from the bondage of sin and also from fear. Hallelujah. So he's going to make you free from the things that you can control. Amen. Okay, I think he posted them. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to what? the spirit. Spirit with a capital. That means we're referring to the Holy Ghost. All right. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do... Oh, let's go back. I think uh, there's a point we need to... Uh, so for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. The law of the spirit, when the Holy Ghost is with you, when you commune with the Holy Spirit... He sets you free from the law of sin. The law of sin is that which forces you to sin and become continuously guilty and having all those, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that stuff. That is the law of sin. But the Bible says that when the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has come, it it will set you free from that power of sin. Hallelujah. Okay, now let's move on. For what the law could not do in that it was weak, Through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of a sinful flesh. On the account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. Move on. That the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us. Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So the key is if you are struggling with sin, walk according to the Holy Spirit. According to the spirit. Let be directed by the Holy Spirit. Invoke the presence of the Holy Ghost all the time on you. And he is the one that is going to be able to carry you forward. Amen. Move forward a little bit. For those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, set the things of the spirit. Okay? Let's go. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Hallelujah. <coughs> Excuse me. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. Hallelujah. The carnal mind is what? Enmity against God. The carnal mind, if all your life, all you live for is the things of the flesh, what you will wear, what you will eat, everything. I'm not saying they are bad. Trust me. I like to eat good. I like to live in a good place. Thank you. I like to do all those things that are nice. But that is not all that there is to life. Some people, that's all that there is to their lives. You cannot find anything spiritual about them. And when you do that, the flesh overcomes the spirit. And so, of course, you will yield to the dictates of the flesh. And you cannot control yourself but to sin because the flesh always wants you to what? Sin. So you got to strike a balance, as a, matter of fact, a, a skewed balance, where the spirit dominates the flesh. Hallelujah. That is when you can tell your body, because trust me, we are all young. We've been young, and I'm still young. Hallelujah. I got to be careful how I talk, because people will think I'm old. I'm still young. Amen. But when I was some of your age, you guys are doing good. Some of the things you did, you think we didn't, we, we went through that. But the key is letting the spirit dominate. You know, you are a young lady, young man, you know, coming up, you know, adolescent or whatever it is. Even science tells us all the things that go on in your body. But also, something also tells me in scripture that where the spirit of the Lord is, (laughs) When the spirit of the Lord is there, no matter how much your body speaks to you, That spirit will tell you to talk to your body. Say, chill, babe. Babe, chill. (laughs) Hallelujah. Tell them. Babe, chill. Somebody has been there. Jesus was there. Hallelujah. And some of us were there. And if they did it and we did it, then you can do it. Hallelujah. Tell them, chill. Amen. (laughs) Let's keep reading. Yes. Verse 8. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Yes? Yes? But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. Now, this statement is assuming that you are controlled by the dictates of the Holy Spirit. If the Spirit of God guides and leads all your things, then this is what it's saying, that you are not in the flesh. We should not be in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, dwells in you. And that is, we're not even going to read further anymore. That is the key. If the Holy Spirit dwells in you, if you are infilled with the Holy Spirit, if you wake up in your prayer and charge, you know, we all have the Holy Spirit. The moment you accepted the Lord Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit. That's a done deal. The Bible actually says that he's the seal of our salvation. You have him. But those who live in him and are able to do better in their lives, overcome sin, and those things are those who are replenishing and infilling all the time. So when you pray and you lift up your hand, say, Holy Spirit, I want you to fill me more. I want you to fill me more. I want to have an encounter with you. I want to speak in tongues. I want to be able to do the things that you do. And your continual communion with the Holy Spirit will take you to a new level. That is just that is beyond just being a Christian and having the seal of the spirit, but this time moving to a place where you, you walk with him. So you ask him well, Holy Ghost. This guy says I'm beautiful. I uh, you know, I know when I look in my face, I don't I don't agree, but she's he says I'm beautiful. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you did agree, then it wouldn't be a a conversation for the Holy Spirit to even know. Because you already know. Right? The guy said, oh, I know. So nothing to even consider Holy Ghost. But because we didn't know, that's why it's making you, hey, sir, then let me ask the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Hallelujah. So you ask the Holy Ghost, what should I do? And the Spirit of God will say that, oh, be friends, be nice to everybody. But if he has any ulterior motives, then watch out. The Holy Spirit will guide you. He may not speak loud like I'm saying, but he will whisper in your ear and you will know. If the guy has an ulterior motive, you will know. When they come around, you nicely say, bro, bro in Christ. Hello? (laughs) Hello? (laughs) Unleash. Unleash. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. Amen. You will be able to put them in the right place while not offending anybody. Because you don't want to sin against the communion Holy Spirit along with you. Hello? And the Holy Spirit guides us in multiple ways. Sometimes it's, you think it's your own voice. If you were to hear only your own voice, you know some of the things you do, you'll kill your next neighbor. It is not. Any good sound that can consider it from the Holy Ghost. Because we human beings, the Bible says that what? our righteousness is like filthy rags. So if something good is coming, not say this is my own. No, it's the Holy Ghost. Listen to him. Hallelujah. And move on so you will not fall into temptation. For you to be unleashed, you have to have that intimate relationship with the Holy Ghost. And that is why he said that when the Spirit of the Lord, he said, but you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. So seek for him to dwell in you more and more. Infill me, Holy Ghost. Recharge me in your prayer. Call Holy Ghost. You, I want to have an encounter. I want you to recharge. Sometimes you live your life and you feel like, I mean, I mean come on, man. I, you feel like you're becoming kind you know, you don't go to church a few days and you feel like, ah, everything is becoming too kind Stop, hit the brakes and recharge. Say, oh, neighbor, recharge. Hallelujah. <laughs> Recharge. Ask the Holy Ghost in filling. him. For if the Spirit is there, he will always guide you. And he is the one that's going to direct your steps so that you will continue to be unleashed. Hallelujah! The other thing is that, let's read in um, John 8.36. John 8.36. It's there. If the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit sets you free. But if he sets you free, then you are free indeed. So when we say you are unleashed, it's because the Lord himself has set you what? free. Let's read in Second Corinthians, you are not in fear. 2 Corinthians 2, uh, 3, verse 17. 2 Corinthians 3, 17. Now, the Lord is that spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You could put there is unleashing. You could put there is liberty. Hallelujah. And so that is where we're saying that if the Holy Spirit is in you, if you have a close encounter and communion with the Holy Spirit, then you are unleashed. You, I mean, you'll be bold because you cannot do the things that everybody else does. So that guilt of sin is what? Gone. And apart from that, there's another thing that the Holy Spirit does. And that makes you what? Free. Unleashing. So if any Christian is unleashed, check their relationship with the Holy Ghost. A Christian who is bold, who lives like there's no tomorrow, who cares less about what people will talk, tell about them, ask if they are close to the Holy Ghost. If it is, then keep your mouth shut. That is why. Because if not, you become human. You know, and yesterday when I went to church and the lady opened the door and I hit my foot, she didn't even say sorry. I'm not going to that church. No Holy Ghost. You tell me that that lady did that. Maybe I, w- I won't say it a lot because you probably go and tell them. But I would know that, that that relationship with the Holy Ghost is not, it's, it's not really there. Hallelujah. Oh, they were sharing some food downstairs. And when I went, everybody had taken all the ones that I want. I'm not even going there anymore. Hallelujah. Angry about that? What is the relationship there? For if The spirit of the Lord is there. There is an unleashing, Free spirit. You know, free spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. I like one of the Yukon guys. I'm not going to say their name because I don't want to put them on the spot. But I see him and I'm happy because he's free spirit. Free spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. The Holy Ghost is there. Free spirit. Amen. But if the Holy Ghost is not there, everything, everything, you are scared. Everything, you are scared because you are not free. You are either being the, uh, uh, be either too close to the guilt of sin, always checking what people will say because you are consciously sinning or something is up, fear or something is up. Hallelujah. But as scripture says, where the spirit is, there is freedom, there is liberty, there is unleashing, hallelujah, and that is where we want to be. So the Holy Spirit's communion will make sure that you live an unleashed life. If you are living bound, if you were tied, if you were restrained today, beloved, I want you to begin to live an unleashed life. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is there. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm wrapping up. The next one is where the Holy Spirit comes, there is power. And that's, we know in Acts chapter number 8, uh, chapter 1 verse 8 and then also verse chapter 2 verse 1 to 4 let's read that quickly and then we will be wrapping up so the first thing the holy ghost does to unleash us is to set us free from sin and fear where the spirit is the liberty and the second thing is he empowers us hallelujah but you will receive power when the holy spirit i've read this this scripture over and over. In fact, we memorize it over. I've actually preached over this scripture. Those of you who have been reading, over and over, but I just my attention was just drawn to the fact that this was the last statement before Jesus was taken up. Like all this, while I've been reading, I didn't know this was. From there, the Bible says that then he was taken up. You know what we, they say about a man's last words? So this is really serious. Jesus says that, but you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you. When he was about to leave, the disciples were, you know, sort of scared. They were not sure what the future was going to hold for them and stuff. And he promised them that, look, I'm going. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses on vision. Going out there, speaking about the goodness of the Lord. Not just in your life. But of the things that he has told you, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Hallelujah. That only comes when the Holy Ghost power comes. Now let's go to Acts chapter number 2, verse 1 to 4. It says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Yes? Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. Uh-huh. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. Uh-huh. All of them were filled. Uh, let's, can we all stand up and, and read this together, please? Verse 4. Let's go. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Amen. You may have your seat again. Hallelujah. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. So that promise that Jesus gave has been fulfilled. And as a matter of fact, if you read in Joel, it says that in the last days, your young men shall see visions, your old men will see dreams, and all those things. Holy Spirit's time is now. And when you avail yourself and become filled with the Holy Spirit, you become unleashed. Not only is he going to help you so you overcome sin and the the challenges of life, but he empowers you so that you can empower others. Oh my goodness. Hallelujah. And so today you have received the Holy Spirit. If you haven't received the Holy Spirit, we can pray. And you receive the Holy Spirit. The oil of God will take you from a level one to a level two where you do not just become somebody who talks about God, but you impact. Hallelujah. You impact other people's lives. Why? Because he has given it to you. His spirit is upon you. And when he comes, you are able to live with power. Now, the promise being fulfilled, it's not just that they all were filled. But if you go back to Acts 1, it says that you shall receive power. So, the, 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 the reason for them, all of them being filled was that they will receive what? Power. And to be unleashed. To be sent. Unleashed, basically, as I demonstrated with our dog, when, when he was let out, he moved. To be unleashed, you are sent out. Into the midst of the wolves, into the midst of the world where everybody is having a whole new, uh, you know, doctrine about Christianity. People making things up. People creating new doctrines. People, people are still preaching and saying Titus is not uh, uh, biblical. I'm like, whoa! Do we have to argue about this anymore? There are certain things that are done and done. You don't even need to go back and hear preachers are talking about all those. So you are going to hear people by the power of media Facebook, YouTube, wherever, TikTok, Pinterest, give me more, Snapchat. <laughs> Hallelujah. Truth, 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 social, whatever it is. <coughs> you are going to be bombarded every now and then. Everybody has something to say, but if you have the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, if you have been unleashed, oh, if the Spirit of God has come upon you, you have received power, you can descend in the Spirit and say, this one is not from God, that is from God, that is from God, that is is not from God, this is where I'm going, this is my future, this is my hope, this is my life, hallelujah, why, because of the Holy Ghost that is on you. We have received him and received power. Hallelujah. Now, to be unshackled means to be set free. I'm going back and we are wrapping up, so pardon me if I repeat a little bit. But I'm summarizing, To to be set free, the shackles must be broken. Hallelujah. Let's read in Luke chapter number 13, verse 11 to 12. And then from there, we may also read Acts 12, 47. So, And the woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, woman, you are ah, set free from your infirmity. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. She was unshackled. She was unshackled. Now, you are going out and you must be unshackled first so you can call other people and set them also free. Hallelujah. So, I did not know that demons could just make people be this. Look. <laughs> All I learned in this school is this you know, make people, but Jesus said that was demon making the woman do that. It's, it's just a, just read it. Hallelujah. But the, the, the key thing is that he said, woman, you are set free. So, dear friend, you are set free from whatever thing that makes you keep bound, from the sin that makes you feel like you are worthless, from that um, uh, um, uh, uh, whatever it is that makes you feel like you, you can't measure Is that that the degree that you are following? Is that a job that you can perform well? Whatever it is, your health, you have been set free. And not only that, if you have received the influence of the Holy Ghost, you go and set other people free. Hallelujah. Amen. And Acts chapter 12, verse 4. So after arresting him, He put him in prison, handing him over to be guarded by four squads of four soldiers each. Four times four is what? Sixteen. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. Okay, let's move. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. Okay, that night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and sentries, and sentries stood guard at the entrance. Okay, verse seven. Suddenly, everybody says, suddenly, "Suddenly, suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the cell." Oh, I don't know what kind of darkness it's on your life this morning, but an angel of the Lord is going to appear. Oh, tell your neighbor, neighbor. That angel of light is at hand. Oh, come on, say, neighbor, that dark situation is ending today because you are unleashed. Hallelujah. And says, suddenly, the angel of the Lord appeared and light shone in the cell. And he struck Peter and said, Peter, wake up. He hit him like, Peter, wake up, wake up, let's go. And then Peter stood up and they ran out of the jail. With unchained hands, unleashed, unleashed, beloved. If there is anything that is holding you bound, I prophesy to you that you will not live here without boundary. If you agree, say Amen. amen. When I was uh, preparing, I prayed to God, and I'm saying I always say God. No, I don't like. I don't know about you, but I don't like to just go to church and just it's church. We went to church, and we, we saw each other, and we went. No, when I come to church, I want to go back different. If I brought a bed in, that bed in must be rolled out. If I was sick when I entered, I must not go with sickness. If I came single, I must go somebody looking and saying, who is this lady? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Something might, there's got to be something always happening in the presence of God. Otherwise, it's a waste of time. Hello? Americans say time is money. You punch, and the moment you punch, they start paying you. And so if I've come here and I've punched God, you think God will let me go unpaid? Eh, It's not going to happen. Hallelujah. But you got to be unleashed. Tell your neighbor, but you got to be unleashed. Hallelujah. You got to be unleashed. Be on your feet. Be on your feet. Let's pray. We are asking God, unleash me wherever I am bound. I want to be set loose. I want to be set free in your presence. I want to live with boundless fence, no boundaries, no boundaries that I may, I may be able to touch that which you want me to touch in this life. Open your mouth say, Lord, unleash me. Set me loose in your presence.